Hello everyone and welcome to Fox Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and we got a bit to go over including John Wick Chapter 4 debuting, other box office numbers of course, as well as other news from Hollywood. Let's start with the domestic box office. Opening in first place is John Wick Chapter 4 with 73.5 million. Dropping to second place is Shazam Fury of the Gods with 9.7 million for a total of 46.3 million. Third place was Scream 6 with 8.4 million for a total now of 89.9 million. In fourth place was Creed 3 with 8.3 million for a total of 140.8 million. And in fifth place was 65 with 3.2 million for a total of 27.8 million. So Lionsgate had a fantastic weekend thanks to John Wick with Chapter 4 continuing the trend of a higher opening weekend from the previous film. The franchise is one of the few to have from the first to the last a bigger and bigger opening weekend and really this isn't a surprise. The franchise has been getting more and more fans as people watch them and thanks to the pandemic people have had a lot of time to watch the first three on streaming services. As for its box office run, its future looks great with strong reviews from critics, and it also got an A for a cinema score, the highest of the franchise. Chapter 3, for reference, got an A-. Having seen the film myself, it really is amazing, and I do recommend watching it in theaters if you can. As for other films, Shazam had a sharp drop of 68%, but considering its reception, that was expected. We are now looking at it possibly not even beating Morbius at the box office. Uh, as for Scream 6, it's still doing really well and will definitely pass 100 million domestically. In China, Suzume opened big with $50 million uh, debuting in first place. The anime film is the latest from Shinikai Makoto, who also made Weathering With You and Your Name. Post Truth dropped to second place with $12.8 million. For a total of 74.4 million. Third place was The Best Is Yet To Come, which debuted to 4.5 million, and with early previews is now at 5.7 million dollars. This is a film that had its premiere at some film festivals back in 2020, but is now finally hitting the big screen. In fourth place was Manifesto, which debuted with 2.4 million, and in fifth place was Revival with 2.2 million for a total of 28.2 million dollars. As for Shazam, well, it's now at 5.9 million, and Megan is at 2.8 million. For upcoming Hollywood films, both Little Mermaid and Fast X have been approved for release in China and will premiere at the same time as it does in other countries. Looking at international numbers, John Wick Chapter 4 opened in a lot of markets and earned 64 million for a worldwide opening weekend of 137.5 million. It's a solid start. Shazam Fury of the Gods made another. 12.1 million for a worldwide total of 102.4 million. At this point, it will likely not even hit 200 million worldwide at the rate it's dropping, which isn't great. Scream 6 earned 5.9 million for a worldwide total of 139.3 million. Creed 3 made 5.4 million and is now at 245.8 million worldwide. Finally, Cocaine Bear is at 80.1 million worldwide and 65 is at 49 million worldwide. Looking at news in Hollywood, Lionsgate has submitted a draft registration of their spinoff between Lionsgate Studio and Stars. No other details were, were included as of now, uh, and it's expected 
to be completed by September. Cineworld has provided an update on their status. Their lawyer saying that there are some interested parties looking to buy their assets in Europe and Israel. As for Europe, this would not include the UK, to be clear. While that was mentioned, the main focus is their restructure plan that they say is close to being completed. This would allow them to exit bankruptcy. In an exclusive from Deadline, they are reporting that Mike Flanagan has pitched a Clayface movie of Warner Brothers, and that while the studio has not said no, there is no deal or agreement in place to make one. Part of that might be that they are also reporting that Clayface might make an appearance in the Batman Part 2, so that could complicate things. I could see a Clayface movie working without Batman if they decide to do it, and look, Flanagan is a solid director, so he would be a great person for the job. Let's see if it actually happens. Also happening at Warner Brothers, thanks to another exclusive from Deadline, is that George Clooney is moving back to the studio. He and Grant Heslov, along with their production company Smokehouse Pictures, have signed a film deal with the studio. Under this deal, their company will work with Warner Brothers on making films from current IP that Warner Brothers owns, as well as original film. This deal does not include them working on TV shows, as they have already signed a deal with 101 Studios for that. Obviously, it's too early to say if they are going to make great films together, but these are more filmmakers that Warner Brothers have been able to sign to some kind of deal, and this is something they were doing a lot last year, and they are clearly continuing that this year. Universal and DreamWorks have announced the title of the upcoming third Trolls film. It will be called Trolls Band Together, and is set to come out November 17th with Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick set to reprise their roles. Over at Disney, they will be premiering Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny at the Cannes Film Festival in May, over a month from its release in theaters. With a showing this early, should hopefully mean it's very good. An exclusive from Variety, Lee Sung-jin has been brought in at Marvel Studios to take over, writing a screenplay for The Thunderbolts. Previously, Eric Pearson was writing it. I would hope since the plan for the studio is to start filming this in the summer, that it is just for rewrites and not the entire script, especially with the possibility of an upcoming writer's strike. Thunderbolts is set to come out July 2024. And we have a casting update on Deadpool 3, thanks to an exclusive from Deadline, and that is Matthew McFadden has joined the film in an undisclosed role. He's great in succession, and I think he can fit in well in a Deadpool movie. Looking forward to it. Apple announced the release date for their upcoming upcoming Scorsese film, Killers of the Flower Moon. The film, which will be distributed by Paramount Worldwide, will have a limited release starting October 6th, with a wider release on October 20th. After its theatrical run, it'll head to Apple TV+. So this is Apple's first big push into full theatrical releases. Up until now, it's been limited to one-weekly runs to qualify for awards. Notably, the film will also get a theatrical release in France, so it will head, it will head to Apple TV+, later, than everywhere else in the world. For VOD Premium, let's start off with Netflix, where they have renewed The Night Agent for a second season. This was not a surprise, as it did shoot up the Netflix Top 10 chart when it first premiered. What I did not know is that the show was adapted from a book, and the show was created by Sean Ryan, who made The Shield years ago. That was a fantastic show, so I might have to give this a watch at some point. As for what Netflix has coming out now, they have Murder Mystery 2, starring Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, and reviews have not been good, with it having a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. For Netflix, that shouldn't be much of a surprise, and they are likely okay with it, as long as people tune in to watch. For Paramount+, Plus, not much is going on at all this week, but we did get a confirmation 
that 80 for Brady will hit the streaming service on April 4th for U.S. and Canada customers. As for Paramount's Plus international markets, it'll come at a later date. In the U.K., streaming services there might face more regulation if a bill is passed. Called the Media Bill, it would allow the UK's media regulator, Ofcom, to regulate streaming services over harmful content. Basically, they currently regulate public and private broadcasters in regards to harmful content. The bill would allow them to apply the same rules to content on streaming platforms in the country. If they start to apply those rules and those companies do not comply, they could be fined up to £250,000. Also, as part of the bill, tech companies must prominently show UK streaming services such as BBC iPlayer to customers. This is more for smart TVs and streaming devices. So if I bought a smart TV in the UK, the iPlayer app should be pre-installed and is in the first row, for example. Right now it is a draft bill and has not come to a vote in Parliament yet. Deadline has an exclusive casting update for The Instigators. This is a film for Apple starring Matt Damon and Casey Affleck. As for the update, they are reporting that Vic Rames, Ron Perlman, and Alfred Molina has signed on. No word on when production starts. All three of them are great, so this is becoming a film to look out for whenever it's done. Um, I guess it's a late 2024 or early 2025 release. As for Disney+, Plus, they have cast Malaya Keola to play Leo in the live-action Leo and Stitch movie, and this will be her acting debut. film will be directed by Dean Fletcher Camp, who just directed Marshall the Shell with Shoes On, and will also star Zach Galifianakis. They've also released a new trailer for Marvel Studios' latest show, Secret Invasion, which stars June 21st. Still looks good, but hopefully it actually is, unlike some other recent Marvel content. Uh, looking at you, Love and Thunder. Normally I wouldn't be talking about Crunchyroll in this section of the podcast, but it's been announced that they will be simulcasting the latest season of Demon Slayer. This means the episodes will be available online to watch as they air live in Japan, as for simulcast locations, they include North and South America, as well as Europe. I wanted to mention it because it was the first Demon Slayer movie that did amazing numbers at the box office back in 2020, and is still Crunchyroll's biggest film in America at the box office. So by doing this, they're keeping fans of the show up to date, they're keeping them engaged, maybe another proper movie down the road might lead to bigger numbers, maybe. Finally, if you have movie, well, they have made a deal with Sony to get films for their streaming service. This includes about 50 films, and includes Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and The Age of Innocence, among others. Obviously, these films by themselves won't entice anyone to sign up, but it does help build up their library. And as if for this episode of Box Office Receipts, you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook. Links to those are in the show notes. See you next time. <laughs>